Welcome to the Tippis Podcast. We've known for some time that the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation, the AMOC as it's called, a system of sea currents which transport heat to the northern hemisphere from the tropics and thus plays a big role in the global distribution of heat, that this AMOC might tip to a dormant state, introducing abrupt climate changes to large parts of the planet. Tipping was never expected to happen, however, before the system's threshold was reached, which would mean that we might have time to act and thus avoid this climate tipping. Now Johannes Lohmann from the Physics of Ice, Climate and Earth at the Niels Bohr Institute at the University of Copenhagen has discovered that we cannot count on being safe if we stay below a threshold. The AMOC might, rather unpredictably, tip long before its threshold is reached. Johannes, would you uh, please tell us more about this finding? Like, why did you look into this in the first place? So I started looking into this because uh, we've seen in the climate community in the recent years, a very large increase in interest in, in tipping points in general, and more and more modeling studies have been investigating this. But only um, a certain type of tipping had actually been investigated. So what most climate studies, uh, modeling studies have been doing is to increase some control parameter of the system, for example, the CO2 level, um, and uh, increase this very slowly until a tipping point is reached and the system um, abruptly changes to a different uh, qualitative state. But um, in the mathematical community, you have other types of tipping that people are working on. And one of them has to do with the rate of change of this parameter. Um, and there, a tipping can be induced even before you're reaching this threshold, um, if you change the parameter fast enough. And um, since this is, uh, in a way, a more realistic scenario than, than changing a parameter very slowly, because that's not what we're currently doing. We're actually changing the conditions of the system quite fast. My objective was to look at, at whether this phenomenon can also occur in a climate model. Mm-hmm. And when you say we're changing the parameters faster, whatever words you're using, yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is that we are pumping CO2 into the atmosphere rather quickly. If you try and compare the situation to what's been happening earlier in the history of the Earth, that it's always changed slowly, but that's not the case today. And so you were interested in this kind of tipping where the system is like more kicked than it's actually pushed slowly. Precisely, yeah. Kicked would be the, the, the extreme case scenario where you have an arbitrarily uh, fast change of the parameter. Um, and so we're looking at the middle ground in between going very slow, which is sort of artificial as well, um, and not um, immediately, but something in between. So you knew that that, that kind of tipping could be real, maybe in, in the climate system also. So, and then you wanted to investigate that? Yeah. And in the first instance, I had just looked at an extremely simple conceptual ocean model. And there I saw this phenomenon and that motivated me then to, um, to try this in a more realistic model. And, th- and there I, was, I, I turned to some colleagues at, at the Niels Bohr Institute who just developed a fairly simple to use ocean model. Um, and they helped me set up some experiments and then we went from there. We first identified um, sort of a normal tipping point by very slowly ramping up an uh, increased freshwater input into the ocean. And then saw, so, okay, actually this ocean circulation can tip. And then we um, set up an, uh, a suite of experiments where we, where we changed uh, the rate at which we, we ramp up this fresh water. Um, 
and we didn't ramp it up all the way to this to this tipping threshold, but we stopped before that, and then we investigated how does this depend on the rate. And indeed, we saw that the, the system would tip earlier if you go faster. And, and the fresh water we're talking about, that's meltwater from Greenland. That that would be what we're talking about here. Exactly. Yeah. Due to global warming. Yeah, precisely. Okay. okay. And this ocean model, it models the AMOC, which I uh, uh, talked about in the introduction. Uh, yeah. yeah. Before, maybe you should explain what the AMOC is and, and why it tips and why f- what freshwater has to do with that. Yeah. So the AMOC is um, is a big part of of the global ocean circulation, um, which acts a little bit like a conveyor belt in distributing um, water masses and heat around the globe. It's kind of a giant loop of seawater where you have a, a northward flow of the water at the surface, and then as this as this uh, warmer and salty water gets northwards, it gets uh, cooled more and more, and then it gets heavier and starts to sink to the bottom. And at that point, it flows in return southwards. And then at some point, it wells up again, and that closes the loop of the system. And and it sinks to the bottom simply because it, it from evaporation and, and because it's cooled, it becomes denser. So one liter becomes heavier than the water underneath it. So it starts sinking below. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this sinking... Uh, really also determines the strength of this overall circulation. And um, without the sinking, there's not going to be warm water going north. Exactly, yeah. But this sinking depends very much on the density of the water at the surface. So if you dilute this with a lot of fresh water, it will become lighter and then less prone to sink. And like this, you will start to slow down um, this circulation. But what happens in a tipping point is that there's actually a feedback that can lead to this whole system actually collapsing if you introduce fresh water. And um, so this is a so-called positive feedback where at first you add a little bit of uh, fresh water to uh, the places where this water is supposed to sink. Uh, This weakens the circulation slightly. But now what happens is as the circulation is uh, slightly weakened, you will have less of the salty warm water transported northwards. So the overall water gets even more fresh, uh, which will further weaken the AMOC. So you're you're getting uh, trapped in this vicious uh, circle, which could then lead to the AMOC shutting itself off. So it's a runaway effect. Yeah. Okay, so that's what that's the scenario. And uh, also, maybe you should talk about what happens then if heat is not transported northward from the equatorial regions uh, uh, and towards like Western Europe and the Arctic and so on. What, what happens globally climate-wise? What, uh, what, what currently is happening that this northward heat transport actually contributes to uh, quite a big asymmetry in the, in the climate if you compare northern and southern hemisphere. So in the northern hemisphere, it's, it's actually quite a bit warmer than it would be without this ocean current, without the AMOC. Um, and also um, different phenomena in, in the atmospheric circulation and in the ocean circulation are quite different than they would be otherwise. For example, the monsoons are quite a bit shifted from the position where you would expect them to be. And so all of these shifts in the system that we know that occur because of the AMOC, they would be taken back and some of these would, uh, of course, be balanced by the general global warming that we're experiencing. So even though you could expect quite a bit of cooling in the northern hemisphere, and especially in Western Europe, where these currents um, really lose a lot of their heat, would be offset by the actual global warming that causes this AMOC to shut down. But other of these phenomena, which are just as dramatic, for example, shifts of the monsoons, um, they, we, we can't expect that these will be uh, offset uh, by the global warming. And that's pretty serious because the monsoons, they deliver the water that you need for agriculture and, uh, in huge parts of the world. And so that would like, I mean, that's, that, that would impact real estate prices. I mean, th- th- these could have huge impacts. Exactly, yeah. So, so we're, um, 
our civilization is very much used to exactly this type of climate that we're seeing right now. So the positions of the monsoons and also also the precipitation and temperature here in northern Europe. And, and all of this could change, um, not because it changes globally necessarily, but the distribution of heat and of precipitation would change. And if this happens abruptly, you would have to uh, in some way adapt to these changes very quickly. And now you find that it might even tip in the rate-induced manner, which means that it's it could change simply because of the speed we're adding CO2 yeah. to the atmosphere right now. And also it makes it more uh, unpredictable. And this is something that is had not really, really been uh, expected because uh, people are quite familiar with that the, that the weather is unpredictable. I mean, we all know that still, even though we have very big supercomputers, it's still not possible to predict the weather for longer than, let's say, maximum two weeks. So the weather itself is 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 chaotic and 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 we and we know that but most people thought that at least the climate which is sort of the average weather or all of the patterns of the weather combined over time scales of maybe 30 years that at least um this you can predict or you can predict how this would change if you change the boundary conditions of the climate so for example the co2 level but but in this study we see that even the 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 large-scale qualitative behavior of the climate um which in this case means whether the circulation is still running or whether it will collapse can depend very sensitively on both initial conditions and slight changes in, in how fast you you change the conditions. Would you expect uh, to find uh, this rate-induced tipping uh, in other places in the climate system? There certainly is the possibility. You definitely can't um, just transfer findings from, from this system to other findings. Uh, not at all, because as I said earlier, it's really... Um, it really depends on the mathematical structure of the system or whether you have this rate-induced effect or not. These other systems, um, at least in very simple models, have quite a similar uh, structure to simple models of the AMOC. So, so there's definitely some reason to, to believe that this effect could, be, um, could play a role here. But you would really have to investigate it uh, individually for all of these systems uh, beforehand. Tips. The TIPIS project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under grant agreement number 820970.